Hey everybody, it's Danny. Real quick before we start the episode, uh, there is some talk of a collaboration with the Growing Up Punk podcast that ended up not happening, which is fine. It's fine. It, it's fine. Go listen to their podcast too, but listen to ours first, I guess, if you want. It's fine. everybody welcome back to five songs or less this is the way i'm doing the intro dante loves it as he loves 90 pound wuss actually he probably doesn't i have a feeling this episode is going to be published published (laughs) there you go this episode will be published hey dante quit playing with your knife How's it going over there? You know what? If I want to play with my knife, I'm going to play with my knife. Because I'm done taking orders from you. (laughs) The last time I did what you said, I listened to a lot of 90-pound wuss. (laughs) So the trust level between us right now? Not great. Okay, okay. But I know it's not just you. That's why I'm wearing my USA hockey toque today. Duke purchased when purchased live on site in Vancouver, British Columbia, Ooh. Canada. Ooh. Wow. Um, when USA defeated Russia 2 1 in the uh, World Juniors quarters or semis. I can't remember. Um, oh, mm. Danny's not enough. What? what? Anyway, I, uh, I spent, yeah, I spent like 25 bucks on a hat the same day I watched a bunch of like you know, 18 year olds play hockey for national mm-hmm. pride. Uh, sure. this was 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like February, 2019. And I'm wearing this today because I am extra prideful of my country and extra mad at a couple Canadians right now. <laughs> a couple Canadians that are a bad influence on you. Yeah. I will yeah. say. One in particular. Yeah. I've only really talked to one of them. Um, And, you know, to be honest, I don't even know which one you talk to. We'll call him David. Okay. (laughs) Since that's his name. Okay. Well, if that's how you want to play it, that's how we'll play it. Okay. Um, Though I got some words for the other one later as well. Okay. I I told Danny before uh, we hit record that I got five pages of notes today. It is not hyperbole. I'm going to fan them out. I'm going to hold them to the camera. Danny, you can attest. Mm. I I do see five pages, and there are words on them. There are words. (laughs) Looks like a lot of spacing, though. You're using that double line spacing like you did in high school. Oh, yeah, and the margins are like three inches from each side of the page. So it's really just one column down the middle. Yeah, None. And the type the the font is twelve point five instead of just twelve. Nevertheless, 
I have wasted five pages in my point. Yes. So we're doing this episode right here on 90 Pound Wuss. The idea came up when David from another podcast, Growing Up Punk. So we're doing our episode on 90 Pound Wuss. Growing Up Punk is going to do an episode on 90 Pound Wuss as well. I believe they are going to mostly be talking about the first album, although I did send them the playlist that I sent Dante uh, at David's request. So they might talk about those songs that we are talking about. Yeah, let's let's spend most of our podcast speculating what they do on theirs. Okay, okay. Speculating on what they're going to do on their podcast episode that we will have nothing to do with mm-hmm, other than mm-hmm. they might also mention... Hey, these guys did something sort of similar. Yeah. Um, yep. This this whole thing makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante's mad. I was not. I don't wield any power in this podcast, which is fine because I don't want to think about it other than the times I get to see Danny's face when we record. But if I had any power, I would have maybe put my foot down a little mm-hmm. bit. I feel like we got a rod deal here. Today, we're growing up punk in five songs or less. And I don't know why. I asked you if it was okay. I asked you. I said, hey, do you want to do this? And you're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I Boy, I really don't think that's how that conversation <laughs> went. I, I don't even think my ideas are great ideas. I'm not enthusiastic <laughs> about the stuff we come up with. But yes, so we, we are now like Eskimo Brothers with Growing Up Punk. And Eskimo Brothers. Uh, we, we both had sex with the same band. I don't get it. I so is that racist? Well, now that I think about it, I do not know. I know that the term means like if two people had um, a mutual partner, like a mutual romantic okay. partner, they would be Eskimo brothers. I I, mm. I believe I know it from the show The League on FX mm. with mm-hmm. Nick Kroll and uh, Canadian. Uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, John La Lahoy? Leguizamo. Yes, Canadian, famous Canadian John Leguizamo. <laughs> um, I think it's legit. Le, I don't know if it's Lahoy or Lajoy. It's like L A J O I E, I believe. Famous, uh, famous nine eleven survivor uh, Steve Ranazizi. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, Mark Duplass. Do you know Steve Ranazizi in that story? Mm, no, I don't think I do. Steve Ranazizi is like a, I don't know if he's an improviser or comedian or whatever, but he somehow, I guess it maybe started as a joke or he, I, I don't know, but he talked about being in, working in one of the towers on 9-11 and how he like just made it out in time. Oh. And then like, year, and like this was like a thing he would talk about fairly often. Uh-huh. And then years later, like, either it was revealed or he admitted or someone called him out on it. But he was never fucking there. <laughs> it was just, to- like, a total fabrication. But, yeah, like, yeah. from his, like, journey to, like, you know, low-level open micer or improver or whatever he was mm-hmm. to, like, you know, pretty successful TV actor, <laughs> he was, like, perpetuating this, you know, <laughs> this story. Oh, my God. Yep, Steve ran is easy. Um, we'll never live that down. So what Dante is trying to say with his his racist turn of phrase 
is we're in a very crowded bed with growing up punk with Aaron and David 90 pound wuss at least they don't take up much room yeah that's true like if I knew what uh, 90 times 3 is I would to say that maybe so that's it's, like it's 270 that's like one <laughs> it's like one and a one and a quarter of me maybe maybe more than that I don't know I don't do math I don't do math I don't do reading Eskimo brothers is a term that refers to men who have had sex with the same partner at different points in time. It can sometimes be considered offensive. Sometimes or all the time. It says sometimes. Also, this is on dictionary.com. <laughs> this isn't even urban dictionary. It can sometimes be offensive. I let's see, popularized by American TV sitcom The League, the, t- the character Taco, played by John LaHoy, describes the concept when two guys had sex with the same girl to his friends, showing how he can get favors like free drinks at the bar from his fellow Eskimo brothers. I'm going to bleep it every time you say it. <laughs> no, that makes it sound like I'm <laughs> saying something so much worse. <laughs> All right. Let's move on, if you want. I don't know. There's a... This entry on Eskimo Brothers is quite extensive. Yeah. So I can keep... No, let's let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I mean, we're here now. We're doing the episode. We we're assume doing the episode. they will do the episode. We are recording this months in advance. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot could change. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he, here we are. Yeah. So let's, a good chunk of this might be cut out if, if they decide against it. Honestly, if if they well, why would they decide against it? I don't know. It was their idea. I know. <laughs> if they decide against it and we cut this out, that's going to be like three of my pages that are going to be irrelevant. <laughs> but that's fine. Okay, so Danny, Dante, maybe a week or so ago, we were talking mm-hmm. about how, for the most part, every week. We either enjoy the band as a whole, or if not, like at least a couple songs off the playlist that we revisit. But we talked about how, at least I talked about how, like, I never really, like, have time to go back and listen to the stuff. Yeah. But thankfully, that changed the past, like, 10 days. Because you, pretty quickly after our, I don't even know what the last episode Daniel Stripe Tiger would have been the last band you gave me. Pretty quickly yes. after the Daniel Stripe Tiger episode, a band I, I came around to enjoy, you gave me the uh, 90-pound wuss playlist. Mm-hmm. At the end of that episode, in fact. That, that, that is correct. That is the time, just like with mm-hmm. every episode. I listened. Within a day or two, I listened to the playlist. And that really inspired me to just like delve into an entire Empire Empire <laughs> album um, I listened to more Daniel Stripe Tiger. Ooh. I was able to go, like kind of go back and try some new metal stuff. Uh, this Finnish mm-hmm. band, Havu Krunu, um, a Slovakian band, Malo Karpatan. Just really getting out there. and jo- I listened to some Alcest today because I just nice. Nice. wanted some beauty in my life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Danny, if, if you gave me maybe any other band, mm-hmm. I don't know that... 
I would have taken the time to care for myself and listen to all of this good music um, that you have introduced me to. Yeah. So I want to say thank you. You're, you're welcome, Dante. What is, what is the, um, that form of philosophy? Utilitarianism, right? Where you, you just try, you kind of like try to do more good than bad. Is that utilitarianism? I have no idea. I'm going to go ahead and say it is, even though I am not confident at all. Okay. Um, all the philosophers that listen to us can <laughs> write in yeah. P.O. Box <laughs> right. 763, uh, your butt, Wisconsin, <laughs> zip code, oh, it's a little more east, uh, 41569. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 69. Did I, end, did I end at 69? You did. Gosh dang it. That was not on purpose. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So, yeah, Danny, I just, you know, thank you. And I, I guess we can just kind of leave it at that. <laughs> okay. That, what do you think? Is that your five pages? <laughs> so you you listen to 90 Pound Wuss a couple times, those five songs, and then you're like, ah, I kind of want to listen to some music that I like now. So a, another kind of life, real life analogy I can make. Okay. is in late September, for medical reasons, I couldn't really be active. And so for about two and a half, three months, I was pretty sedentary. Um, the doctors didn't say anything about um, just feeding myself like a garbage disposal, but like I kind of took <laughs> it upon myself to do that part. <laughs> and so I, I was getting pretty unhealthy for me. And recently... I've been eating really well and working out again and not doing workouts that are crazy strenuous, but like today before this episode, I did a little bit of yoga, did a little bit of core work. And this is the type of like core workout that back in like August or September would have been a complete breeze. Like honestly, Mm -hmm. wouldn't have even felt it, hardly broken a sweat. And now... It's still that point where I'm like so sore in like all of these places I forgot had nerve endings. <laughs> and it was like, oh man, I didn't, re- I was not appreciative of the work I had put in prior. And I, I wasn't appreciative of like being in decent shape earlier this year. And my mm-hmm. point is that you just, you don't know what you got <clears throat> till it's gone. <laughs> and I, I think maybe I stopped appreciating what good music is because I had been getting so much of it. But again, to to date this episode, we're just past the holidays right now. Mm-hmm. Just past Dante's birthday. That's right. The old 2-1, buddy. <laughs> That's why I popped open this LaCroix. But Danny being in the giving spirit, he was like, I'm going to ghost of future past christmas sure sure he made me realize how great i had it by giving me 90 pound wuss and it's just thank you for the perspective (laughs) and now Mm -hmm. i'm just going to i'm just going to sit back and and listen and learn okay does does that mean you want to jump into the first song now do you want to talk about the band a little bit? Let's talk about the band. Instead of splicing our larger conversation about the band, like 
throughout the the playlist throughout the five songs let's dive into a few things right now and then like we can get into the playlist okay first the obligatory as much as i want to blame growing up punk Mm -hmm. this band was your idea not to create it the playlist (laughs) yes um it was your idea (laughs) you suggested this to them and they said, ha, 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 uh, that's fucked up. Do it. And <laughs> and you did. Why? We had been doing so well. We had been making so much progress. Um, you had turned me on to a lot of cool new stuff and gotten into some genres I, I don't typically get into. Um, mm-hmm. And then last episode of the year, as far as recording goes, as you recording. pulled the rug out for under me, from under me. And I just kind of want to know why. Well, I was going to give them to you anyway, eventually. When the growing up punk guy contacted me about doing an episode, quote unquote, together, I wouldn't even call it together. I knew that they had done some episodes on like Christian punk. So I was like, well, I've been wanting to give Dante 90 pound wuss. These guys are into the Christian punk thing. Let's do it. Okay. Had you just, were you just aware of this band or were you like into this band at one point? I've been a fan for this, of this band and Jeff suffering the vocalist for a long time. Cody introduced me to them. Cody. Cody. I guess maybe I won't say his last name. No, I'm just, I'm not saying Cody as in who I'm saying Cody as in him. Cody. (laughs) <laughs> Cody, we've never met. I've only heard great things about you. I'm I'm writing a, a shit list that the cops are going to find <laughs> at some point, and your name just got added to it. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly when it was. I was texting him about it to try and figure out if he remembered when he got into them or introduced me to them or anything like that. He made in high school, he made a cassette tape uh, that he gave around to some folks called the Emo Death Mafia compilation. And it had some emo bands. Some he was into bands. EDM way before it was popular. Wait. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's an originator. And it had one of the songs we're going to talk about okay. on the comp- on that little compilation he made. I don't know if that's the first time I heard them or not, but somewhere around there. This band in particular was a pretty big influence on kind of early versions of what came to be the punk band I was in with Cody called Elder Youth. Yes. If you listen to the way I do my vocals in that band, I'm kind of trying to sound like Jeff Suffering. And it was kind of a blend of, of 90 Pound Wuss with the Bronx and Murder City Devils and a bunch of other bands we were really into at that in like 2003 or so. Because uh, that was before I moved to Santa Barbara. And then when we, a few years ago, when I got married, we reunited that band. And we probably sound more like closer to what 90 Pound was sounds like now, although we're not a band anymore, but the newer version, because we were slower before. And when we reunited, we started playing a lot faster. But anyway. Just because like, you didn't remember the songs as well, and so you just kind of rushed through them? <laughs> was it a uh, yeah. was it an O'Neaters situation where 
you got a new drummer and he didn't know the tempo and just started playing it faster and then it, it turned <laughs> your fucking lame ass like ballad into a peppy hit no same drummer new bass player maybe that's it that can work did he do a lot of push-ups and ride roller coasters <laughs> maybe cool <laughs> hey you want to go watch that movie you want to go watch that thing you do <laughs> no okay well <laughs> end of that discussion um i i kind of wish you hadn't said all the stuff about him being an influence on you and you wanting to sound like him because uh well i don't want to shit on you danny <laughs> so <laughs> it's okay it's okay okay uh, another question for you. Yes. So you brought up that growing up punk may be mm-hmm. doing their first album when they talk about them. Yeah. You did not give me anything from their first album. All of their their top five songs on Spotify are all from mm-hmm. their first album. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the same on Apple. It is. And then according to Wikipedia, after their first album, their sound became, quote, much, I guess I'm quoting Wikipedia, which is probably paraphrasing something else, so maybe it's not worth sure. quoting. But after their first album, their sound became much darker and more dynamically complex. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? Agreed. I, w- I would agree with that. Now, listeners would say that that was not preferable because they all listened to the first album. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you give me anything from the first album? Because I don't like the first album. It's not good. The lyrics are way too capital C Christian. It, yeah, I, I mean, I went and listened to it. I was like, maybe I'll like grab one of the popular songs off of there. And I was like, yeah, I don't really like this. And I don't like the lyrics. So, okay. I think it just going to give you the stuff I like. I think the Wikipedia did say that like the name like Jesus or Christ was invoked a lot in that first album. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but because um, this is considered Christian punk. And yeah. I like, in fact, I often really like music with religious themes or okay. religious imagery. Okay. I have never liked like explicitly Christian music. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like... If you're a Christian rock band, I probably think you suck. If yeah, you're a rock yeah. band that sometimes like sings about growing up Christian or or you know sure. just dealing with your Christianity or how it's important to you or whatever, mm-hmm. I often find that very engaging. Yes. I guess maybe cuz one is kind of like taking a somewhat not negative but kind of a critical eye to it and one mm-hmm. is just like one is just worship music. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what did you say? I said worship music. Yeah, ex- exactly, worship music. But like, I mean, there's there's so many bands like this, but um, Arcade Fire has some good good mm-hmm. stuff like that. The, uh, the Cancelled Band that I say I like every podcast now, brand new, <laughs> brand new, has a lot of good stuff like that. I mean, they have a song called Jesus Christ or Jesus. Yeah. Jesse Lacey did have a good quote, um, not about... Um, manipulating um, minors but um, I guess somewhat like I guess it appeared different places as Jesus or Jesus Christ the title of the mm-hmm. song and someone mm-hmm. asked him like well like which is it like what's the title and he says doesn't matter it's the same guy 
<laughs> pretty good. That's true. That's true. I mean, who else? Like going back to '90s, like Collective Soul, a band I imagine you don't care for, but had some good songs. Um, yeah, I don't have an opinion on them really. I don't think I know them well enough to, yeah, to give them to you. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty common. I mean, yeah, Radiohead, common, I'm sure, has, sure, common probably has some pretty religious stuff. But yeah. Um, I was going to ask, what is, do you have any history with like tooth and nail bands, solid state bands? We've, you've brought up, uh, brought up Under Oath before. Um, I didn't have, I mean, Under Oath was fine. They were around a lot when I was Mm -hmm. like, I was probably a freshman or sophomore when they started to get big and like a lot of my friends listened to them. I don't know that I ever owned anything by them. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at their... They're, uh, I'm looking at their artist like roster right now. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm not like, I don't know labels. Like I know, I usually don't know what label a band is on. Like, right, right. You've said that before. Yeah. I, I don't know why that like never, I never thought to, to care. I remember like one time asking, uh, a girl I liked, I remember asking like, Hey, do you like this artist? And she goes, Oh no, they're on that record label. Like all of their, mm. all of their artists, like. We were talking about like some rapper, and she was like, "Oh no, like their rap isn't as good as this label's rap." And I was like, "I don't know why it matters. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it does, but like it it was beyond me." Um, yeah. Okay, Anne Berlin featured on the uh, right, right. We talked, we we did talk about that because I asked yeah. if they were a tooth and nail band. Also, we may not have talked about that yet. Who knows? Yeah, depends. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I I loved the cooties. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. But it says former members of this band. Joe Christmas. What is that? <laughs> oh, I've never heard of that one. Joe Christmas. Oh, that is uh, that's a name you give a hotel when you don't like want to be tracked. <laughs> Boy, maybe uh, maybe I don't have any relationship to any of these bands. I don't like recognize most of these bands to be honest. Yeah. What were their big like, bands MX- besides Under Oath? MXPX was like no. their big one. Pedro the Lion, no. Juliana Theory, no. Okay, a Plank Eye song came after this playlist on Spotify, and it. Uh, <laughs> so you've heard that you love them. It was better than uh, Ninety Pound was. <laughs> what were are do you know them at all, Plank Eye? Uh, I don't know that I've ever heard them. I'm okay. Were they also Christian? I think that song was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The almost. What were they? They sound familiar. They were an offshoot of. Um, under oath the drummer of under oath yeah fronted and they were not good i remember them from our dimple days though yes they were in the dimple play file for sure hey that's the first time we've said the name of the record store we worked at is that true well because i said it on the first episode and you were like (laughs) like that I'm sorry for growling at you. <laughs> yeah, here comes our cease and desist letter or something from <laughs> yeah. Kyle. Uh, slick Shoes? Do you ever listen to Slick Shoes? No. May? Of... I've heard of May, but never oh, listened yeah. to them. But anyway, so like the throughout the 90s and into the 2000s, like Tooth and Nail and Solid State got really, really big. And they would get like government funds and stuff like that, apparently. I'm saying like third hand rumors and whatnot that I've heard. Uh, and it got really big. I flirted with the idea of, of Christianity. Cody 
was a church kid and stuff and he knew of all of these tooth and nail bands and so he introduced me to some of them he introduced me to zeo uh and uh 90 pound wuss and mxpx and um the deadlines and juliana theory all these kind of quote-unquote christian bands and the thing was i guess in the early days it was like capital c christian bands and then it became like well just talk about god in one of your songs just say god in one of your songs like that kind of thing and in the later 2000s where from what i heard is a local band in sacramento was approached by tooth and nail and they were like you know we're not christian right and the tooth and nail rep was like yeah it doesn't matter just don't swear so it went from being like you have to be a christian band to whatever will put out your records and it got huge like that was part of the warp tour scene that we were talking about on funeral for a friend episode i don't know it was it was a big deal there was a lot of a lot of those bands now like zeo are well the members of current zeo that's a long story when i give you zeo which i'm going to um, <laughs> i know it's bad when you point at <laughs> going the camera to when you say that there's a long history with like members and stuff but the the current members are all atheists and don't believe in whoa. any of that stuff anymore yeah um atheists whoa whoa and i was never like i said i flirted with the idea my first like long-term girlfriend in high school her mom was super christian and like i went to church with them sometimes and didn't get into it but i liked these bands because they sounded like bands i already liked and as long as they weren't like preachy preachy i was okay with it yeah preachy there were some other bands there's like a smaller label called betty rocket and there's a band called anguish unsaid on that label that was really fucking good but a lot of their lyrics were way too preachy for me so i liked it but i would skip songs and stuff like that right so yeah i don't know that that's kind of where this whole thing came from and i just wasn't sure if you had history with that you kind of got i mean tooth and nail is still around but as far as like their mega popularity you you were more on the tail end of it i think yeah well i even remember like in high school when under oath got big there being like you know you would hear someone say like oh yeah they're like a a christian metal band or something and like Mm -hmm. but you'd listen to the songs and you'd be like are they yeah yeah like there's nothing about those lyrics and come you know take it take my interpretation of lyrics with a mm-hmm. grain of salt obviously but like there was nothing about those lyrics that like screamed to me christian and mm-hmm. of course once you start getting into music that's even mildly extreme mm-hmm. as you know under earth might be the the less obvious it would be that they're a yeah. christian band right yeah. especially since a lot of those bands are touring with secular bands and so sure. you've got under oath playing with uh like i saw coed and cambria under oath unearth shy halud and zeo all on the same bill and that's like the whole spectrum uh oh and from autumn to ashes too so you've got non-christian bands you've got christian bands you've got the whole thing and so and they all just sound the same quote unquote the same yeah you know you can't tell that oh well under oath is on tooth and nails or solid state or whatever so they're a christian band and same thing with zeo but 
but yeah, so they kind of ran with the other crowds and it got to be where they weren't. I'm pretty sure in like the early days, it was mostly like playing at churches and, and stuff like that, playing with other Christian bands. But anyway, I went on a tangent. I don't, I lost my train of thought. So that's okay. I, I think all of that uh, leads into the the first track if, if you're ready. Yeah, let's do this shit. So, first track on this playlist for 90 Pound Wuss. If they weren't a Christian band, this song would be called Codename Jackoff. It's shorthand operation. So if, if the word hand or if the word come is in a song title. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> by the way, I, I didn't send it to you, but I, I went by a red box the other day. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to send you this picture of a movie and tell you that I rented it and was very disappointed. <laughs> What a misleading title. Yeah. Come away. I guess I put like my own exclamation point in it. Okay. Well, so the the opening track was uh, the title track off this album, Shorthand mm-hmm. Operation. Their last album. Their last album, 99? I think so, yes. This, the song, you did this with, who did you do this with? Was it Daniel Stripe Tiger? You um you did this with a, a recent playlist that you gave me where the first song you give me is just like half of the song is me wondering what this band sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> like the first 90 seconds of this song um is you just don't know. You don't know what this is going to sound like. Yeah. It's a long like electronic sort of intro and then the actual song starts. And then this. Ninety seconds of me wondering what this band is going to sound like. And then them sounding exactly how I hoped they wouldn't. (laughs) I think my head dropped into my hands just knowing instantly, Mm -hmm. this is not for me. It's just not. And I I like to think I'm fairly open-minded. Sure, yeah. But I could just tell, like, oh, this isn't going to have what uh, Daniel Stripe Tiger or Touche Amore had Mm-hmm. to to kind of get me this was going to bludgeon me and this was going to uh annoy me and it did <laughs> and 
this this episode might get a little like negative. I just uh-huh. want to say, I get it. This is not for me. Yeah. And yeah. that's fine. That is totally fine. <laughs> that is I, fine. And I am, trust me, I am fine with not getting it. <laughs> yeah, this, um, I think a pretty good intro song for the playlist. Mm-hmm. You, you sort of had me hoping there for a little bit. Like, oh, because this is kind of, kind of interesting. Like, yeah, More they got like the like, vibrato on the guitar a little bit. Yeah, and the, and they kind of ref- I, I I think they're taking some influ- influence from Refused. And you've got some electronica stuff going on in there, and that's sprinkled out throughout this playlist. Mm-hmm. The the more I talk, the less friend I will have. I just don't know how many enemies I want to make, except for two, north of the border. <laughs> but we will get to them later. We'll get to them later. So this, I don't know if you remember when we did the Propagandi episode. Mm-hmm. This is what I was worried Propagandi was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Propagandi was so much more than what mm-hmm. I was worried was just going to be like thrash, crazy, to my ears, atonal mm-hmm. punk. And they were great. And this is kind of all of my worst fears. <laughs> <laughs> And it sucks. I want to like things, you know, like I want anytime there is like, maybe not so much with a band, but anytime there was like a big thing that like, oh, people that are into this, like maybe it would be punk as a whole, but like Mm -hmm. anything where it's like, oh, people that are into it are into it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and you can dive so far into this universe. I want to be able to do that. I don't got Mm -hmm. anything else. I need something in my life, <laughs> but it's not going to be this type of punk. Yeah. So I'll say that the first time, Danny, big, big uh, milestone for us for the first time in our podcast history, less. <laughs> yes. Yes. Less. We did it. You'd prefer to hear less than five songs. <laughs> Dante is nodding very, very bigly. <laughs> bigly, gross. Um, I mean, I got, I got notes on every song, Danny. But um, what, what else do you have on this song? I got some notes on this song. You go ahead, sir. Okay, so in funeral for a friend episode, uh-huh. uh huh. The my my favorite song on there was, I believe it was conduit. Conduit. Thank you. Or how they say in certain parts of Canada, conduit. 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 The end of that song we were talking about. No. No, 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 no. Hold your horses. (laughs) We were talking about his vocal style and I said how much I love the desperate sounding vocals, the, the desperation in that voice. And I brought up Jeff suffering. Oh, did you? He does that. I did. Okay. I did. Be- because, because I don't know the name, it probably didn't register to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said it really quickly. Okay. But he does that often. Uh, at the end of this song in particular, I'm going to make you listen to it. <laughs> I want my face to clear. 
exactly. But there's the same desperation in, in the voice at the very end there. Right. Um, no, I, I hear it for sure. And that's something that I absolutely love. I tried it mostly because I don't have that great of a scream. So it comes out kind of that way anyway, when I do my vocals and my bands, but it's something that I strive for and something that I really enjoy hearing. And that's one of the things that I like a lot about this band, but I also understand why someone else would completely hate it (laughs) (laughs) because it is a tonal, like you said, you know what? The vocals aren't even like my big hang up with this band. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it was this song. It might have been the fourth song mm-hmm. on this playlist where I honestly thought about you saying you like those desperate vocals. Mm-hmm. And But I also remember like thinking that defensively, like, but no, the funeral for a friend song, D does different. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> And obviously, it's just whatever you prefer. Yeah, yeah. Also, you might be thinking of 1%. I know you said Conduit was your favorite song, but the last song... You're correct. Okay. You're correct. It was the the last song on the playlist. Okay. Yeah. 1%. Wow. Um, wow. This guy calls himself a fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I already told Dante this, but I'll tell our listening audience. I went and listened to Funeral for a Friend's first album last week oh yeah (laughs) this shock yeah yeah um i get it i get it had i had i heard that album when it came out the first album had i heard that when it came out i would have been a fan that's wild to me Mm -hmm. that's so wild Mm because i i almost didn't put a song from that album on the playlist and you didn't like the one i did put on (laughs) like i put on the wrong song yeah i'm still not really that big of a fan of that song yeah but yeah the the other ones i don't think i listened to the whole album actually i think i only listened to half of it but the half that i listened to thumbs up so so real quick so like this is like me coming up for oxygen just for a second before we dive into the second song here um the song juno on that first album Mm -hmm. that i that was like that was a song I heard a lot in high school, like in the car, mom driving me to, I almost said driving me to work. Driving me. <laughs> I was, I was a 14 year old janitor at the high school. It was weird dynamics <laughs> with my friends, um, driving me to school. And like that would play on the, the high school radio station, different high school, much cooler high yes. school, <laughs> but it has like a, a bridge where the vocals are like very prominent. And he keeps saying, um, what does he say? Like, I'm just a line in your book. I think that's the line, but he keeps mm-hmm. saying it like over and over. And it's like, it gets a little like cringy and he's not desperation screaming, but it's like desperation singing in a way. Sure. Sure. Do you remember that part? And how did you feel about it? I like that part. Okay. I fucked up. I feel like there's other bands that might have done that kind of style better, but, uh, it was good. They gave, gave it their fair shot. I'm surprised. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. Well, Danny, mm-hmm. um, anything we else we need to say about uh, the shorthand operation? Uh, no. Okay, so move on to your favorite song. <laughs> Is that your prediction? No. no, no. Oh, okay. My well. Mm-hmm. Let me hold on. Let me see. What might be? I'm gonna go with the last song as maybe your favorite song. 
Noted. Okay. okay. We will keep plugging through this because we're sort of obligated to. Um, even though, Danny, you gave me this band because you're sick and you're wrong. But pause right there. Okay. I, I, I guess we just maybe we heard our, our great audience just heard the a clip of that song. Before we get into the song, Danny, is it a Spotify typo or is the or is the track called Sick and Your Possessive Wrong? It is that way on Apple Music as well. So is it like is he saying like how people would say, hey, you're bad. Hey, that was your bad, man. You got to own mm -hmm. up to that. You're bad. Or is it just uh, bad grammar? Because just on Discogs, it's spelled right. Now, would they Is edit it? it for you are, but they might. All right. It's there's no picture. I'm going to go get the record. I'll be right back. OK, because this is important <laughs> for the sake of uh, proper grammar. Danny is sock feeding it down his hallway to retrieve this record. He did not seem at all ashamed to admit that he owns this on vinyl. Hey, good for him, right? Good for him. He's married. He's got two kids. He's got a big map of the world on his wall. I noticed on the map on his wall that... Um, North America, and most prominently, the United States of America, is featured front and center of the map. So a very uh, America-centric view from Danny. I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Hey, Danny. Welcome back. Hey. Let's see. And, oh, okay. It is uh, spelled is properly. A... Sick and you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we have now discussed the most interesting part of this song. <laughs> um, here's the best thing I'll say about this song, Danny. It's short. It is short. It is, uh, what, like a minute and a half? Something like that? Something minute, like that, minute 40. Yeah. The opening of this song, because... Okay, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> He's just now going through, like, the insert and, like, the liner notes of... I couldn't remember what color it was. Oh, it's look at that. Hey, it's, oh, hey, it's ugly. Cool. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Your 20-year-old punk record is pretty. Is that what you want? <laughs> Put it back in its seventh plastic case. And now... <laughs> Got this one, too. I was a very scared child. And one thing that scared me was uh, real punk. Grammar. Never. Conquered grammar. <laughs> the opening of the song sounds like a song that would scare me in like one of the first Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd be like skating around enjoying the game, but being like, oh, this like no, this song this is one. like unsettling to me. 
and like <laughs> that that is the vibe that sick and you're wrong gives me yeah yeah i i don't know it's just that like is is this what would you call this is this like is this skate punk is this thrash punk like what is this um this song in particular i it leans more into like hardcore punk mm. i wouldn't I mean, I guess they're kind of skate punk a little bit, but I wouldn't call them a, a skate punk band. Okay. Like, you know, No Effects or like Lagwagon or something like that. Okay. Because um, they're harder and more, I don't want to say interesting, but... Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Darker. Um, this song is off... Well, actually, but before I get to that, um, I, I did appreciate this song because i knew i would get to the third song quicker <laughs> was this a, a favorite of yours or did you just think this captured kind of a different sound of them no this is this is one i like a lot it does kind of sound like mxpx i forgot that was one of my notes um it, it sounds kind of like a faster mxpx song which are always the best mxpx songs and yeah this one was always a standout to me as one i i really liked when i listened to this album because it's short and it's fast and loud those are things i like in a song so i'm gonna get to something very similar later but like i agree and normally Mm -hmm. fast loud hard screaming Mm -hmm. i'm either describing uh sex or music i like Mm -hmm. but not in this case and i Um, yeah and i i just to be honest, I, I kind of got a little confused, and, and we'll get into more of that in, in a later song, but it was just like, I feel like I should like this, but I know if I did, I would be doing what I used to do as like a teenager, like forcing myself to pretend to like something. Yeah. And then, d- did you ever do this where like you would listen to something, and you you would even say like, yes, I like this band, or I like this song, and you'd listen to it, and you just realize... Oh, I am not enjoying this. Like, <laughs> this is like ruining my time right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I specifically remember doing that with a few bands. And so I don't know what it is because this has like the broad recipe of sure, things sure. I enjoy, but it's just, it's just not coming together for me. So this song is off the album Where Meager Die of Self Interest, uh, mm-hmm. 97, I think. Mm-hmm. All I want to say about that is. The cover of this album reminds me of like the opening. There it is. It reminds me of the opening fifteen minutes of the movie Midsommar. Mm. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering. Do you just want to talk about that movie for a while? I did like that movie a lot. It was a really good movie. It was good. It's creepy. It is dark and weird. Yep. It's creepy. It's dark. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time in a really long time that that we Amanda and I sat down to watch like an art film. I feel like most of the time we're watching like Marvel movies or a TV show. I think you have good taste in most art, so this is mostly a joke. But I I feel like if you watch mostly Marvel movies. Midsommar might seem like more of an art film than it is <laughs> like it might it might uh you know blow your mind in a few ways but mm-hmm. it's interesting I didn't really think of it as an art film but I guess it depends on your definition like yeah but I mean there are like some 
slow stretches or like long sustained shots where you just kind of like get creeped out by seemingly nothing happen happening yeah. but like you know yeah. something is like just off screen just a, a look on the face a pube in the tea a pube in the tea so or was it tea was it something i think so um so one of the things i like about this song we were talking earlier about so i guess we're just like flying by the rest of Midsommar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. Just just so the audience knows that when I needed a moment to talk about exploding heads and human skin suits and drinking pube hair because that's more appealing to me right now than talking about this band, Danny said no. That's true. So it's true. Fine, yeah. Continue. Okay. If we want to start a podcast someday called Five Pubes or Less. What something what like Danny that. looked like pantsless at 19. Did they just not grow or did he shave them? I I really wish I really wish you laughed in a way that was audible. Because <laughs> you, you'll like, when you start your laugh, it'll be like six seconds of like you holding your breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, okay, you, you were talking about what you like about this song. Okay, so what I like about this song is when we were talking a little earlier about the idea of a Christian band and how your first thing that comes into your head when you hear this is a Christian punk band is, oh, they're just singing about God and why you should be a Christian and stuff like that. Uh, they're a, a worship band or whatever, right? Right. But we also talked about the idea of, okay, like what about U571. the five one What? U571? I don't know what that means. Was a submarine? They made a movie. You too? Yes. I also made a movie. <laughs> um we're talking about the other side of that where bands well, just What about kind of... what about Greyhound with Tom Hanks? You have Disney Plus. I haven't watched that movie. Well, that's about a warship too. I have no no desire to. Did my joke even come through? <laughs> nope. I don't get it. <clears throat> I said maybe too softly. That's a warship too. A warship. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. damn I it. it. I got it. What am I making all these notes for? <laughs> <laughs> you think they're about the songs? <laughs> they're just puns. They're just terrible. Puns about jacking off. And other Tom Hanks related things. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to mute myself. I'm putting myself on time. I <laughs> no, I don't I'm... like it when you mute yourself. Why not? Because then I can't hear you res- respond to my amazing insights. Okay, I, I will not <laughs> mute myself. I'm here. You can mute yourself if you want. No, I'm here to give you constant feedback. Go okay. ahead. 
Uh, what was I saying? So, anyway, the fucking point I'm trying to get to here uh-huh. is this song on a Christian label yeah. is critical of people who call themselves Christians or evangelicals or whatever. Is this the song that says something about meeting your maker? Uh, Step down and meet your maker. Yeah, yeah. that's in this one. The, the, honestly, that was the only line that stood out to me as like something that could be tangentially Christian. Yeah. But also a lot of the lyrics I can't make out. So Yeah, he's singing very fast and it's hard to uh, get off your high horse, man. Step down and meet your maker. <clears throat> How That's can you say good. to that... the mentally retarded that their pain is wrong? How can you say to the physically handicapped that they can't glorify the Lord? I want to puke right in your, in your face. That's, That's the, the line. line. The song. That's the line in the song. But anyway, the thing I like about this, whatever it's about, is it's looking at this religion that they follow and and Christianity or whatever with a very critical eye. I I always come up with things that I want to say, and I make a like a one word note that says like my note says Christianity bullshit. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr. I'll just I'll just go off of that. That's why you need five pages, man. That's why I, I need five pages. I'm writing out full thoughts because I know I'm like not <sighs> smart enough or talented enough to just all do it in the moment. I, I anyway, hear what you're saying. Religious people can be extremely... Some religious people can be extremely hypocritical. And that's what this is about. And they they sang this song and made this album. And honestly, since then, I think everything's been good along those lines. <laughs> They changed it because everyone could understand what they were saying. This song actually made me go like, oh, wait, back then, like there were some religious people using the word of God for like ill intents, like <laughs> back in the 90s. Back, yeah. I mean, I thought I always thought the 90s were so great. It's been smooth sailing ever since. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because like I honestly did not know that about this song. Um, mm. And I mean, I don't know. I guess that makes me respect them as yeah people with. Christians with a not even a critical eye because I it, it's I think it's tough to put to make like any one like quote unquote good Christian like responsible for all the like you know the hypocrites and, and yeah. non true followers and, and what yeah. have you like that's not necessarily fair but it is also nice when people of a certain group or belief or whatever like acknowledge that there's issues in like the greater organization. Yeah. Right. Like, so at at least as people, that makes me, uh, you know, respect Jeff a little bit, a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Um, I did, I did look him up recently, um, a couple months ago, just to make sure he was still on the up and up. And he (laughs) is. Okay. Good. (laughs) Cause I looked him up frequently. I'll, I'll look up people, uh, not the realtor, not that guy. They're two different people. We're talking about um, the realtor from Colorado, right? Yeah. Um, I, I actually looked up the, the correct. The correct one. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will look, especially like when I was posting photos of bands, there's one like kind of local 
Christian punk or whatever band that I had some photos of. And I was like, I better look these guys up before I go and post them. And yeah, I'm glad I didn't post them because their singer seems like kind of a piece of shit. Okay. All right. Now we can move on to the next song if you'd like. Sure. Um, well, kind of like what I was saying earlier, like this playlist did a lot of good for me. It made me want to go back and listen to all the other bands you've given me and just it kind of filled me with this really strong, desperate need for nostalgia. My first note on this song, Danny. Listenable. Yeah. This was my favorite song of the playlist. That makes sense. It was probably the only song I could describe as pop punk. Yeah. Which it's almost there. It's almost there. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they, in a couple, a couple of places I read about them, they were described as pop punk, and I was like, I don't think that's true. But this song was. <laughs> Yeah, was definitely leaning that way. Uh, mm-hmm. The first two minutes are like very, like I said, very listenable. And I really like the bass line. It's very, very simple, but like maybe just the way it's produced or whatever, it stands out to me. I like the bass line um, in that first part. And so I'm just going to play a little bit starting around 47 seconds. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, how much you could hear that baseline through my phone, but yeah. I just v- very yeah. simple and re- mm-hmm. repetitive, and, and really liked um, really liked that part. And the it almost sounds like a sample. The is it like a the, girl saying seems so, so far, far away. away? Seems so far away. Seems so far away. Is that from a movie? I don't know. That sounds very be. familiar. Let me look at the liner notes on this record I've got right here. Okay, let's put on the hold music for the audience. <laughs> Don't and, roll your eyes. And myself. <clears throat> this was the first song I heard from them, I think, because this was the one that Cody put on his little EDM compilation. Hmm. Hmm. Like, it reminds let me, me... Let me look at this side. <laughs> nope, nope, doesn't say. Sorry, not now, I'm reading. <laughs> that seems so far away thing it rem- i know it's not the same but it reminds me of the uh the sample at the beginning of newfound glory's um oh my god what is that song called if it's not from the first two albums i don't know no it is it's like it's the the good song <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the uh yeah 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 hit or miss it's the sample Does that have a sample can't remember. Yeah, it's from um, it's from the Outsiders, isn't it? When he says nothing gold can stay. 
Yeah. I thought that was from The Outsiders. Oh, it might be. There is a version. It was like the original version of this album that was on a different label that had a sample at the beginning, I think. Because it originally came out on Eulogy Records, I think. I know you're a label guy. That's why I'm telling you. Oh, Eulogy. Right, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh Uh-huh. Nothing gold can stay. Hey, Danny. Can anything gold stay? Nothing gold can stay. Well, I don't know that song, Danny. You don't know this song? I don't know about their song. I never really listen to Newfound Glory. Hmm. That was Better Off Dead from their self-titled album from the year 2000. I only like their later stuff. Yeah, you do. I do. What's the... They have a song called... It's from like 05, maybe, called All I... All downhill from here? No, but it's on that album. With like Catalyst? The, yeah, that fucking ugly ass album cover. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. I hate it. I can't look at it. That face creeps me out. Mm, at least I'm known yes. for something. So, okay. This is maybe an interesting story about that song. It's more about okay. my stupidity. Okay. So this so that that album came out in 04. So I'm trying to think how mm-hmm. I fucked this up. I guess I had that album on my iTunes without knowing it, maybe, or I don't know. I or I hadn't like really listened to it before. Mm-hmm. And Coheed's No World for Tomorrow was mm-hmm. close to coming out. Okay. Okay. And I think I was on Coheed's MySpace page, possibly, because they had like put a song up to listen to. Okay. But dumbass me, like not really thinking, instead of clicking in the MySpace browser to play the Coheed song, I hit the play button on my laptop, which is not connected to MySpace at all. It's true. And somehow that newfound glory song, at least I'm known for something, started playing. Mm. And it starts with like a pretty cool like double time drum guitar part and i was mm-hmm. like all right this no this new coheed's gonna rock <laughs> and it took me a while to realize yes yeah, this, this isn't claudio <laughs> I don't know what's going on but this is not claudio um but then i started listening to like that song and a little bit of that album but i uh-huh. still really like that album because or that song because uh they stealthily made me think they were coheed for a second that's funny. That's all it took. Anyway, who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm so sorry for wasting everybody's time. Um, <laughs> did you find anything about the sample of Seems So Far Away? Uh, no, but I'm texting Cody to see if he knows. Okay, great. Another. So he will respond and you will not notice until after we record. <laughs> right? Yep. And I'll post about it and no one will <laughs> will engage with it Perfect. at all. <laughs> okay, so as much as I like the beginning of that song, when the vocals start, like when the verse starts, mm-hmm. it's just none of it connects with my ears. 
it's just instantly that like, verse is very especially the ha ya 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 part <laughs> it was just like that's guys, the one where i was listening to it i was listening to it and i was like don't take my like this one except for that part it's fun when you get to listen to these songs that you know so well but through the perspective of someone that's going to be listening to the whole to, for the first time you know mm-hmm. and you're like oh i never realized how like embarrassing this might be you know yeah yeah but the cody, course cody said good question hey thanks <laughs> um the course is the course is decent mm-hmm. and i really like the part where after he says nostalgia the guitar kind of like stops and restarts yeah yeah you yeah. know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like such a simple trick that you could put in any song and i'd be like yeah that's good yeah yeah i, I really liked that so because i like it and because we have to fill a certain amount of time <laughs> we really don't i know but i i, I do want but to... yes play it that's good it is good. That should be on a summer playlist with hit or miss. Yeah, it could be. Um, so yep the, the the course is good. Okay, nostalgia then goes into this kind of extended outro, mm-hmm. and it's kind of okay, but it does this weird thing, and I'm not exactly sure what's going on. So maybe you can shed some light on it here. Okay. So this is at about three. 13. So I don't mind the music there, but at around Mm -hmm. 3.20, I think weird vocals come in. Hmm. Do you not hear that? It was... It's kind of like, la, 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 la. <laughs> that is what I'm hearing. Do you hear I, it? I mean, I've noticed it before, but I've never really thought of it as vocals. It almost just sounds like some weird, like, keyboard reverberation kind of thing happening. It might be. I mean, when I said... It's just, it's so buried behind everything else. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's bubbling up uh, bubbling. Uh, it's bubbling <laughs> under the surface of the music but it might yeah. be keyboards that's what i was saying like i'm not sure what's going on mm-hmm. here but it also just kind of sounds like they could be just like doing silly yeah, yeah vocal stuff i don't know could be so kind of a cool intro like that bass line chorus mm-hmm. is pretty catchy and then kind of a weird outro all in all like c plus b minus <laughs> of a song <laughs> and like by far my favorite okay yeah okay. it was it was fine okay okay shall we keep keep going let's keep on keep on trucking okay good the the sooner we finish the the sooner i can get in bed and think tonight i'm gonna when i'm trying to fall asleep i'm just gonna watch a bunch of dumb videos on a uh, tiktok's predecessor I will begin this at the dawning of night divine. 
funny people could like just get super famous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is also off where meager die of self-interest mm-hmm. um like the first song and nostalgia this starts like it might be interesting okay but it isn't and then the mm-hmm. vocals and this is before i knew anything at all okay. the vocals to me, it sort of sounded a little Jaguar lovey to me. And Interesting. Th- they're not that, like, just yeah. horrific. But <laughs> I learned later that they, maybe just Jeff, has some ties to the Blood Brothers. I'm not sure. I mean... I'm... Well, he did songs with them, like I was reading. Or, oh. like, they, they appeared on something he did for, like, another project. Hmm. Someone's being outed as a poser. I'm being outed as a poser. I wouldn't be surprised if they were involved in suffering the hideous thieves. Although, I mean, they don't run in the the Christian crowd. Send me a link, buddy. I want to read about this. Okay. The vocals on, on this song are my favorite of the five songs that I gave you. Boy, we're just... We have some, yeah, very different uh, mm-hmm. tastes mm-hmm. here. So, okay, maybe it wasn't Jeff. Um, might have been John Spaulding. Yeah, um, yeah. John Spaulding. A, a project that came to be known as Loveland. Members of Minus the Bear, the Blood Brothers, These Arms Are Snakes, and Pretty Girls Make Graves contributed to the recordings. Danny's holding his arms up like he's celebrating something but he just looks how the fuck dante huh i need you to tell me how the fuck have i never heard of this loveland love land yeah one word what the fuck i don't know blood brothers these arms are snakes minus the bear minus the bear i love these bands pretty girls make graves i love like two of their albums um, the Loveland album, The Beautiful Truth, would be released on Tiger Blanco Records in 2009. Holy shit. I've never even heard of this before. Apple Music. Item not available. Yeah, this might be a, a band camp situation or a, you have to find the physical <laughs> item, possibly. I thought you were going to say... Might be a band camp situation or a figure it out later dating situation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, like, fucking tr- see if you can't torrent the whole thing right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, something good came out of this episode. All right, Discogs. Let's look at some members here. No, you're not going to list the members on this thing? What the fuck? All right, I will figure this shit out later. But that's news to me. Okay, well, Danny's got something to look forward to. (laughs) Folks. You heard it here first. Danny heard it last. (laughs) 
All right, I'm just going to play a couple of clips from this song. Uh, no comment, no prior comment needed. That was clip one. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't say clip. Um, this is exhibit two. <laughs> You know I'm not happy about this. But here's where I actually do want to have a conversation. Okay. So like I was saying before, fast guitars, loud guitars, mm-hmm. screaming. Yep. Rock. <laughs> and roll. <laughs> eh. No. Like all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Don't like this. And I'm trying to figure out... I mean, I I guess the answer is just the songwriting. Like, what they choose to do with those parts, Mm -hmm. my favorite bands would make different choices with those same parts. Sure. But you like all of those parts in in the types of harder music that I like, plus all of this other stuff that you're into. And Mm -hmm. mine stops at 90 Pound Wuss. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's where I can go no further. What what do you think like I'm missing and and was it was it the Cody that introduced me to this at you know 15 or whatever and now it's just like well you you can't get into it at 33 mm-hmm. um or is it do you think if I did spend x more amount of hours with this band I would quote unquote get it I don't know if you would get it or I don't think it would grow on you the, the way Daniel Striped Tiger, Daniel Striped Tiger did, right? There's, at least for this, like a hardcore punk song or a hardcore punk band, there's, I think, less in here that you're familiar with to a band like Touche Amore, who's more of a hardcore post-hardcore kind of band, where you're more familiar with that kind of style. And so, like in this song, when the vocals, the guitar is ridiculously fast and the vocals are just unrecognizable, inaudible, even when reading the lyrics, you're like, oh, okay. I still don't see how that, that matches up, but okay, I can, I can pick out a word here or there. Is that something you could get used to? Maybe. But do you want to? I mean, I don't feel like I need to. You know, it's like, yes, I want to like more music. Like, I I think I said this on the podcast. I probably went like a good handful of years without really getting into anything new. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, three, four years ago, it was like, oh, here is like, here's Hum. Like, you know, here's this band Mm -hmm. from the past that I I really, really got into. Or here's, I mean, we're going to just, I'm going to rename a lot of bands, but you know, Here's Agaloc and here's Alcest. And then here's all these offshoots that those bands get me into. Hum mm-hmm. got me into nothing. And um, 
What? <laughs> I know you mean nothing the band, but it's yes. like, hum got me into <laughs> nothing. Yeah, sorry. Not the best, uh, not the best first example. Um, hum got me into nothing. They got me into jack shit. Um, they got me into... Um, Diddly squat. Yeah. Um, what's... um. Oh gosh, I, I'm totally blanking. What's the the band that um, Texas band that they did that live stream a few months ago? That um, I think you hopped on and watched a little bit of. They did a little bit of a Blink 182 cover, like just effing around. Oh, I sent you that. Um, who am I thinking of? There's. Um, they sound ridiculously 90s. Yes. Narrowhead. Yes, Narrowhead. Like that. All of that stuff emanated from Hum. Yeah. And then Alcest gets me into all of the uh the Nage bands, right? Mm-hmm. He's in he's been in so much stuff and got me into yeah. Lantlos, which is just yeah. like they they say they have recorded and produced an album that was supposed to come out in 2020. <laughs> we got 3 2 days, so it, it's probably not going <laughs> to happen, but if they came out today and said they were lying, I'd be like, "You know what? Those like four five-ish songs off Melting Sun, that might be all I need." Because yeah, that yeah. album is so it's like fucking, it's great. It's so good, and so yeah. anyway. Point being is like, it's been really, really exciting to like get into all of these bands. Some of them new and current, and some of them going mm-hmm. way back. Yeah, um, that's been very, very cool. And so I want to continue that, but it's kind of like, well, how much quote unquote work is worth it to put into a band and be like, okay, I can kind of listen to these two maybe three albums yeah you know what i mean and so do i want to sure i probably don't think it's worth it for this band yeah to get to a band like this you might have to start with like like mxpx if you want to start real light um i mean they have like jeff suffering is on a couple songs at least one that i'm fully aware of um, where he's done some vocals um, or you know delving into like other skate punk that I'm not sure if you've ever gotten into um, like earlier propaganda stuff or Lagwagon or no effects or you know all that kind of stuff and kind of ease your way into the world of punk and then eventually get into the harder and harder stuff because I'm curious I'm not going to give them to you anytime soon you're welcome um <laughs> I'm curious what you would think of a band like Converge, who is ridiculously fast and loud, and on a lot of their songs, you cannot make out what he is saying at all. Good. But as far as popularity goes, Converge is huge. I, yeah, that's a band that I know the, know the name, don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever heard a song. I think probably always assumed they were more towards the metal side. Just maybe, yeah, they're like maybe because of the name. I don't know. I think they get balled in with with uh, metalcore, like earlier metalcore. Yeah, early metalcore. Not like I don't know. Do people consider under oath metalcore? But, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I'd <laughs> I'd just be curious to see. Or like like Cole S might be another interesting one to give you some time. I'm on but, the Converge Wikipedia right now. Mm-hmm. Associated acts, bunch of bands I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Last one listed, Chelsea Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah. Jacob Bannon, the the vocalist, has done some stuff with her. But anyway, 
I don't know. I don't. When I gave you this band, you were mad at me. <laughs> this is this is kind of where I expected the conversation to go. Like, why? <laughs> why would you think that I would enjoy this? To be honest, I don't know that I ever thought that you thought that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I knew that you knew that this was going to go like this. Yeah, I kind of knew. I mean, there was a, there was always a, a piece of my mind that was like, maybe he will enjoy it, but probably not. Yeah, this is whatever that phrase is. One, one blank too far. I can't remember. Bridge, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Here we go. Last song. <clears throat> I don't want to say anything negative about this band, its members, or its fans. I don't want to make any sweeping statements, I guess. For me, mm -hmm. by listening to this playlist, I feel like I've maxed out my idiocy. Mine. Not talking about anyone else. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm packed to the gills with stupidity. I'm packed and I'm holding. <sighs> my savior. <laughs> there is... The no vacancy sign is lit up on my, like, <laughs> level of moronic, moronicity. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying, Danny, is I am full-filled. F-O-O-L. Fool. Yeah, yeah. I am a fool filled. Fool filled. So, uh, this song, a little slower tempo. Mm -hmm. And I, it was kind of a little bit of, a little respite. Sure, sure. Um, reminded me a little of Jawbreaker. Hmm, okay. Kind of sure. that, yeah, just that like, slow like we're gonna get to it but you're gonna wait a while type of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like build that jawbreaker's really good at but then it got bad and then it got worse okay and okay. then they got to the end of the song and it mm -hmm. just it upset me <laughs> what did that bottle do to you <laughs> i don't know what that means because they break they break a bottle at the end of the song. Oh. Or like glass breaking. Oh, I wish it was over my head. Here is right about <laughs> That joke went over my head for a second. Here's the two minute mark of the ninety pound wuss song fulfilled. That is fine. Everything about yeah, that is fine. Yeah, that's great. It's, that's it's great. Sure. Let's, it's, it's one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's just keep going a little bit. Okay.
listeners at home, Danny is loving this. I am. I am. They're few and far between, but every time this band does something that I think is fine or mm-hmm. I get it, it maybe they're playing down to me. It's They do something that is dumb enough for my stupid-ass ears <laughs> to get. They follow it up with something that, like, the way my grandma would describe, like, a commercial she didn't like or something, because, like, oh, the Skittles commercials got too weird. She would describe it as... Ugly. Oh, that's so ugly. Why do they have to do that? <laughs> and that is what this band does every time. They give me something where I can just kind of like, all right. Yeah, I'll yeah. Sway my head back and forth a little bit. And then they go and ugly it up. <laughs> and they, uh, it's that's kind of my my thought on the band as a whole. But, but this song for sure is like they, they give you – they gave me something that I was – Kind of getting my hopes up, mm-hmm. and then they go back into what doing what they do best, um, <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> the stuff they don't do great, they're mm-hmm. kind of good at. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't really have anything else to say about this song. Everything that's decent to the ears is so short-lived. So. <laughs> so, so the reason I picked this song as the closer is... It gives you a bit of a taste of what, not the next band that Jeff Suffering was in, um, but the band after that, Suffering and the Hideous Thieves. He's still got the same voice, which might be a turnoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as far as that song is concerned, the slow part is getting to what Suffering and the Hideous Thieves sound like, but then they... They extract all the punk. They take all the the punk parts out. And so it's... Why didn't you give me that band? (laughs) Because this one would be funner. More fun. So do they put anything in place of the punk? Or is it just kind of... All in all, it's a lot slower and... It's a lot slower. It's, It's more influenced by like Nick Cave, goth influences and stuff. There's some strings and stuff in there. It's it's a totally different band. I, I absolutely love them too. They're fucking great. They're they were on the docket, and I'm maybe not gonna give them to you. Okay. I mean, you, your docket is your own. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what to to give me or what not to yeah. give me. Two two Jeff Suffering bands is. Uh, it's more than one, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I will not give you Raft of Dead Monkeys. Oh. <laughs> God. Punk, get it together. <laughs> Here, I'm, I'll, you know what? I'll play a little bit of Suffering the Hideous Thieves real quick. Just because. That's okay. Just because just why not? No, it's fine. I don't mind. You don't have yeah, to go yeah. through the, to the trouble. <laughs> We've only See, been on even... this Zoom call for two hours and 51 minutes. <laughs> good majority of that was was not pod related. Song's called 
all my friends are on Prozac. Vocals are a little underwhelming, I gotta say. It's it sounds like it could be a slowed down version of that Aerosmith song uh, for Armageddon. What is that song called? Um, I don't want to close my eyes. That one. Yeah, Newfound Glory covered that one for uh, their. I first... don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the vibes it was giving me. <laughs> Basically, the same band. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, Danny. Yeah. I got some things to say. Okay. Shoot. So, like I said, I get that this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you understand that. And yes. I'm not mad at the music. I'm not mad at Jeff. For an, for a small moment, I wanted to be mad at you, Danny. Okay. But I'm not. That is not fair. I'm going to direct my anger at the real culprits here. <laughs> Those the Christians. <laughs> it's another C word. Christians, <laughs> you're in the clear today. <laughs> For what? But you but you're on notice. <laughs> I'm talking about those bastards up in Canada at Growing Up Punk. Aaron David. You conspired with my friend and co-host Danny to turn him against me. And come on, we know that poor sweet Danny. It's too naive, too pure, too innocent, and frankly too dumb to know what he was getting into. But I'm on to you guys. Couple of real hosers. You think you can sweet talk your way into breaking up the five songs or less boys? Not a chance. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Aaron? With two A's? Aaron. A A Ron, A Aron, A Anon, Q Anon. <laughs> okay, yeah, you son of a bitch. Growing up punk will not get away with this. The five songs or less army will rise up and fight to. We only have thirty-three Twitter followers. <laughs> Danny, what the hell are you doing, man? I can't go into a battle with another podcast with thirty-three Twitter followers. <laughs> They have five times as much. What the fuck? 76 Instagram followers. Instagram followers do not know how to fight. Everybody knows that. They're soft. But it's fine. It's fine. We'll be fine. Because five songs or less was built on loyalty and nothing growing up punk or any other more inevitably... (laughs) Read your script, Dante. Read the script. Hey! Danny, my sweet boy, I'm just going to need you to, to, to sit down for right now, bud. Okay. You're doing great. You're doing great, bud. Because the Five Songs or Less podcast was built on loyalty. And nothing growing up punk or any other inevitably more successful pod can do will ever, ever get me to utter a bad word about my beloved Danny. 
And here's what else I know about you growing up punk. One of the guys from growing up punk wears a Michael Scott COVID mask. Ah, the true punk. That show only had four great seasons and you know it. <laughs> Real punks are into Parks and Rec, you poser. Here's something else. Growing up punk is edited on an Acer PC laptop. Okay, that might actually be more punk because Danny edits on a Mac and he's like kind of only punk for a dad. But still, <laughs> Acer? Yeah, you come for five songs or less and my helpless, basically infirm Danny, and I'm going to brand shame you, bro. Also, the guys in Growing Up Punk are white males with a music podcast. That's lame <laughs> as hell. Get the fuck out of here. And there's a Growing Up Punk Patreon. I tried to see how much they make, but I think you either need to be a patron or, or maybe they just hit it. But I bet it's a decent amount that is rightfully theirs based on the hard work and honest demand for the product. Making a little extra cash by working on a fun, creative ende endeavor with your friend. Just another casualty of capitalism is what I say. Here's what else I know. You guys over at Growing Up Punk work really, really hard, and you truly enjoy it, and you want to grow your audience, and you think by brainwashing my beautiful infant-lobed Danny, who for all we know can't wipe himself properly and is often hosed down naked in his front yard by his wife while his kids dance around singing, when mom gets mad, it's a bath for dad. You can drive a wedge between us while simultaneously forcing me to utter the name of your podcast, Growing Up Punk, over and over and over as free promotion? Well, you got another thing coming. Because even though I didn't like 90 Pound Wuss... Oh, fuck, I have a music cue for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just wait i'm i'm coming for you <laughs> because even though i didn't like 90 pound wuss i'm a real punk I'm not going to fall for your bullshit. I'm not going to really sit idly that. by while you take advantage of my friend Danny, who honestly, I don't think is legally able to live on his own, and truthfully, I worry for the safety of his children every single day. And I'm certainly not going to get sucked into some immature infighting with my co-host because you are threatened by our podcast and you want to destroy ourselves from the inside. And even though Danny is light years away from ever being able to comprehend any of this, it's not going to happen. Because I think for myself, motherfucker! Yeah! <laughs> Fuck you, I won't do it, you tell me! <laughs> Fuck you, I won't do it, you tell me! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh Billy Corgan. <laughs> Oh, Danny, it's okay. You can come out, bud. You can come out. The Canadians are gone. We're safe from the Canadians. They're gone, bud. Yeah, you can come out. It's okay. Are you sure? Because you sound like one. They're th oh, man. I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. <laughs> that and only that was the only thing uncalled for <laughs> in this pod. Well, Danny, I think I've said everything I need to say. Do you have any closing remarks? <laughs> 
Uh, you want to give them some seconds of your summer, or is it uh, zero? It's not zero. It's like 0. 0.4. Okay. 0. 0.39. 0. 0.39. Do you stand okay. final? Okay, good. I'm glad you weren't going for another stop the count joke. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of a choice here today for your next assignment, Dante. Pass. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> what do you got? What are my options? All right, suffering in the hideous thieves it is. I'm queuing up Rage Against the Machine again. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be crossing the pond over into jolly old England, but here... I'm not going to tell you what your two choices are, but here are the choices. All right. Okay. Do you want a old band or a young band? I have a question. Okay. Is the old band a current band with old members or a former band, but they were relatively young in their heyday or both? Uh, a bit of both. I think they're still, still playing those hits. Okay. Oh, I hope it's Europe. Oh, wait, you said England? Yeah. Damn it. How does that song go? Hertfordshire, England. Yeah, give me the oldies. You got the old, the old man? Yeah. As soon as you stop playing whatever you're playing. Then what? I get to hear more of you? <laughs> <laughs> the zombies! Oh, cool. We're going way back. I'm in. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. just had this here in case I, I didn't know if maybe it was going to come up in conversation but I was ready to just go it's the heart in the blender song oh the fucking audio recording level went way down when you started playing it's a built in defense mechanism it has for you <laughs> and I'll be able to hear it when uh when you send me your half of the recording. Oh, yeah, so. it's it's good. The one bar of those four chords, three of them I play correctly. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it. One of them is just too hard to get to. <laughs> yeah, man, when you get, like, when you get towards, like, really buy up all the tuning knobs, like, your fingers have to spread apart, like, a lot more.